a reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The angel brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water flowing out from beneath the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the facade of the temple was toward the east. The water flowed down from the southern side of the temple, south of the altar. He led me outside by the north gate and around to the outer gate facing the east, where I saw water trickling from the southern side. He said to me, This water flows into the eastern district down upon the Arabah and empties into the sea the salt waters which it makes fresh. Wherever the river flows, every sort of living creature that can multiply shall live, and there shall be abundant fish. For wherever this water comes, the sea shall be made fresh. Along both banks of the river, fruit trees of every kind shall grow. Their leaves shall not fade, nor their fruit fail. Every month they shall bear fresh fruit, for they shall be watered by the flow from the sanctuary. Their fruit shall serve for food, and their leaves for medicine. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The waters of the river gladden the city of God, the holy dwelling of the Most High. The waters of the river gladden the city of God, the holy dwelling of the Most High. God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in distress. Therefore we fear not, though the earth be shaken, and mountains plunge into the depths of the sea. The waters of the river gladden the city of God, the holy dwelling of the Most High. There is a stream whose runlets gladden the city of God, the holy dwelling of the Most High. God is in its midst, it shall not be disturbed. God will help it at the break of dawn. The waters of the river gladden the city of God, the holy dwelling of the Most High. The Lord of hosts is with us. Our stronghold is the God of Jacob. Come, behold the deeds of the Lord the astounding things he has wrought on earth. The waters of the river gladden the city of God, the holy dwelling of the Most High. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, you are God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building upon it. But each one must be careful how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one that is there, namely, Jesus Christ. Do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For the temple of God, which you are, is holy. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. I have chosen and consecrated this house, says the Lord. 
that my name may be there forever. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and the oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, Take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of Scripture, Zeal for your house consumes me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is a feast day that, in a unique way, emphasizes who we are. It's the, actually the feast day of the dedication of a church in Rome, the Basilica of St. John Lateran. I've preached there. I've also offered Mass there. It is the Pope's Basilica. Of course, we think of St. Peter's Basilica, but actually, as the Bishop of Rome, this church, whose dedication we celebrate today, and this is the reason we celebrate it, is the cathedral of the Pope, the Bishop of Rome. Now, why do we celebrate it throughout the world? It, this is a feast that shows the unity of the church, the way the church is structured. That the church of St. John Lateran is mother and head of all churches, and you see that inscribed on the building, because we are a community united under St. Peter, under the successor of the apostles. Of course, Peter failed in various ways, and all his successors fail in various ways. They would be the first to admit that. But the fact of the matter is that the way the church is structured, we are united under the successor of Peter, and his church, therefore, is a church for all churches to celebrate, you know, at every Mass we pray for the Pope. There's, that's not just because we're being nice. It's because of the way the church is structured. At every Mass you pray for the local bishop because he is the shepherd under Christ, obviously, in Christ, of that particular diocese. And every parish is united around its pastor. And the physical buildings that we construct in order to gather as a church and worship God, 
in union with one another and in union with these leaders represents who we are even in the very stones. It represents us. Because Scripture tells us we are living stones. Paul says, we heard it in the reading today, we are God's building, God's temple. Peter says we are living stones. You know, when a church is dedicated, as we're, an event we're celebrating today in regard to the Lateran Basilica, the stones are sprinkled with water. So if the stones represent each of us, living members of the living temple of God, while well, the water flowing over those stones reminds us that we're baptized. That's how we became living stones, united in the temple. Now, what is the temple? It's the body of Christ. That's where this, this dramatic gospel uh, reading where Jesus says, destroy this temple in three days I will raise it up. He was speaking of the temple of his body. So his body was destroyed on the cross, but then raised on the third day. But the meaning is even deeper than that, because we are his body. In three days I will raise it up. He was, speaking, he was speaking of the temple of his body. Now we are inserted into that temple as living stones. We are members of the body, to use the, another analogy of the, the living human body. Christ is the head. We are the members. Or to use a third analogy, I am the vine, you are the branches. All saying the same thing. We are alive in Christ as one living organism, the whole church throughout the world. That's why it makes sense for us to celebrate a church that most of us have never been in, and it's on the other side of the world. But a vivid reminder that it's really not that far. It's living within each local church. This unity, it's a unity of teaching all throughout the world, we're all supposed to be believing and teaching exactly the same thing, worshiping in exactly the same way. That doesn't mean erasing the cultural differences or the rich variety of spiritualities within the church. We're not saying that. There's a unity, however, in the foundational elements of the doctrine, spirituality, and discipline of the church. We are that body of Christ. Now, you saw in this reading from Ezekiel yet one more layer of symbolism. There was water flowing from the side of the temple. If the temple is the body of Christ, when was water flowing from it? On the cross. Soldier pierced Jesus' side with a lance, and at once, what does this Gospel of John say? There flowed out blood and water. Some physicians have pointed out that's what happens when the last drop of blood comes out from the heart and you'll see water flowing out. Jesus emptied himself of the last drop of blood for us. That is the fountain of sacramental life in the church. That is the birth on the cross. That is the birth of the people of God, the temple is born. And Ezekiel says it, and this is quoted again in the book of Revelation at the end of the Bible when John is looking at the heavenly Jerusalem and there's a river flowing from the throne because it's the lamb, it's the temple, it's the body of Christ. The water is flowing from the throne and is nourishing everything and the fruit of the trees doesn't just come out 
once a year. This says, in the book of Revelation repeats it, it's every month. Look at the fruitfulness, the life. The people of God are born at the cross. Life comes out of death. John Paul II has a beautiful reflection on this in his encyclical, The Gospel of Life. The people of life are born at the cross. And the water is for the healing of the nations. The water, the life we propose to the world, the life we, as the body of Christ and the living temple of Christ, give to the world is a life born of the preaching of the truth, the service we show in love, and the grace of God, His Spirit working through us and reaching His people and reconciling sinners and transforming human beings into sons and daughters of God and raising up virtue and holiness. And their leaves from these trees nourished by the water that flows from the temple, that flows from us, serve for healing for the nations. And so we've just completed an election. Actually, we haven't completed it yet because we don't know, as of the moment I'm preaching to you anyway, this morning on, on Wednesday morning, all the results. And we see a profoundly divided nation on profoundly fundamental points like the protection of life, the direction of freedom, serious division, serious confusion, serious departure from fundamentals of the gospel and also of America. Brothers and sisters, God is asking us to put ourselves again into his hands not with any doubt about where we're going, and not even with any doubt that he has won the final victory and that we will prevail on this earth, but with renewed determination to do the work that we obviously have to do and we never doubted that we have to do it. Much, much work in offering this water flowing from the temple, the water of God's truth, the water of life, we have got to keep pressing forward, presenting to the people the things that they have yet not learned and to which they have not yet been converted. And yet many have. And we can rejoice in that and we can work in union with all those who are pushing in the right direction, who are witnessing to the culture of life. Brothers and sisters, let us continue being the living temple of God. Let us continue providing that water to the earth. Let nothing stop, deter, or hinder, or even slow us down. We speed up. We have gained victories. We have more to gain. And we are in the hands of the Lord as we have always been. Thank you, Jesus, for the living water, the living temple, of which we are members, living stones, continue to bring us the joy of salvation. Amen.